So having a sense of abundance allows you peace of mind because you know what's out there for you is unlimited. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I discuss how having an abundance mindset creates more contentment, reduces fears of not having enough, and opens the door for people to believe that they can reach their dreams. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Paul, how does having gratitude play into the idea of abundance? Really, gratitude's the flip side of the other coin because the two go hand in hand, really. Because something good happens to you, if you have gratitude for it, then more good will come to you. And right. you have gratitude. They're, they're the same, on the same coin, uh, doing the same thing, and you manifest them in very similar ways. Yeah. Also, wouldn't you say that if you um, are grateful for what you have, then you're abundant because you have everything you need. Whereas if you think about what you don't have, then you have what's called scarcity mindset, which is I don't have enough, there's never enough. Which is finite. Uh, it's one apple pie, there's only so many slices in that apple pie. Right, gotta get my slice of the pie. You gotta get it in, it's dog eat dog. Um, so that's scarcity model. Uh, and so you know, I step on other people to get whatever I can get. Uh, and that's not an abundant way to live. Right. Uh, so that's focusing on what you don't have and, and not focusing on what you do have. And when you focus on what you do have, even in small ways, Jack, even like, um, and it generally happens mostly this way for people, but when you are conscious of these opportunities where someone buys you a cup of coffee, right. you bought me a cup of coffee today, that is abundance. I found a parking spot, that is abundance. It's also gratitude, uh, but there is meter time left on my parking spot when I pulled in. That is abundance, okay? So there's always stuff out there for me. There's, there's always stuff out there. There's out there and there's, there's it's like, like you said earlier, it's limitless. And the more times that you recognize the abundance, uh, the more things that will come to you because you're shifting and pivoting your mindset and recognizing these things that, uh, that have come to you. Yeah, and I think what happens is people, because if they do have that scarcity mindset, there's limitations. There's, as you said, a finite number of things out there in the world. And if we see that the world has endless opportunities, it just makes things easier, doesn't it? Because now all of a sudden, you know, there's so many things that you can go, you can get from life if you, if you see it that way. It'll lead to bigger things. Bigger things will happen for you. More, you know, you get a better job, um, you have a bigger year in business, um, whatever it might be. Um, those things will, will start to happen. They may not happen on your time frame. Yeah. It may not happen you know, next week, next month, next year, but they will happen. Yeah. And you'll be happier. Yeah. You'll have this more relaxed sense of being uh, with your life. It's not right. like, uh, why didn't I get this now? And God, I thought I had a better year. Geez, I'm number five on the rankings of the sales team or should have been two or three. That was my goal and I didn't get it. You know, you just get stressed out. Just yeah. focus on focus on those things that you do receive because they are there. Yeah. Sun comes up. Yeah. Sun comes up. That's abundance. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when we're kids, we're taught to share, but then as some people become adults, they want to hoard everything for themselves, right? It's all of a sudden that idea of 
abundance goes away and the idea of scarcity comes in. It's like, wait a minute, if I give up a little piece of my pie, that means I might not have some tomorrow. And then, you know, that creates fear and that fear just manifests itself yes. into just, you fear, know, a lot of negative anxiety, behavior. Anxiety, right. fear, anger, unhappiness. Right. So when you see someone that's really uber successful and they've, they've had, uh, even not uber, they just, in your mind, they've done really well, okay? Mm -hmm. They have a house and you don't have a house. Um, they're in a nice apartment and you're not in a nice apartment. Um, they have a nice car that you would love to have but you don't have it. Uh, just uh, be thankful that they have that. Be thankful for them that they have it. Because, because what does that mean? That means, oh, well they have it, so it is possible to have. Right. So it can come into my sphere, it can happen to me, into my world. So have gratitude for that. Don't, a lot of people, you know, you know, they get all the luck and how come that happened to them and didn't happen to me? I deserve it. I'm a nicer person than they are. And right. No, no. Abundance is everywhere. Recognize that for those people that have had that quote unquote financial success, let's say. Right. Um, yeah, be thankful. Be, have gratitude for them for what they have and recognize and, and thank them. Congratulations. Right. Great job. I'm really, they sold their business. They made a lot of money. I'm really happy for you. And that's, that's just good messaging for you. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it from that perspective, there's people in our lives who we know when something good happens to us are genuinely happy for us. We have such a fondness and, and appreciation for that human being that, that they genuinely support us and love us and want good things to happen to us. Because we also know that there's people in our lives they might be our friends, but they're kind of quietly maybe rooting against us sometimes. You know, like, I don't want that guy to get too big for his britches, right? So it's this idea of not, instead of, to your point, instead of um, being jealous of other people's success, you should be celebrating it and, and, and being happy for them. Yeah, you know, interesting. When I was, uh, got in the commercial real estate space, I took a job with a, with a company and um, it was never going to be my end-all job in that that business uh, within the commercial real estate space, and um, it's turned out to be like a phenomenal career. Right. A phenomenal career for me. It was always going to be a stepping stone. What's next? What's next? Always going to be this and this. Um, and I never ever realized I'd be in that space for over twenty years. Right. Never. Right. But here I am, and it's been a fantastic career. It's been a fantastic life, uh, and it's allowed me uh, many things that I've had in my life. So. Um, Stop thinking about what's next. What's next? What's next? And be more in the space of, hey, look, I've got a great wife or husband. I've got two fantastic kids. Uh, I live in a phenomenal area. Uh, I'm doing something in my life from a vocation perspective that I love to do. Uh, I have a community that supports me. I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah. Yeah. What could be better than that? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you don't always are striving for a goal and this is the direction I want to head and all that. We do that. I'm just saying stop obsessing over it. Yeah. And, you know, another way of looking at this is sometimes it's a competition, right? We're both fighting for the same thing and we want it. But also, it's sometimes we ha already have something and we don't want to give it up. Right? We don't want to. We don't want to give to charity. We don't want it because we got to hold it because we're afraid. That's that scarcity mindset. We might not have it tomorrow, and that can be not only in a financial way. It could be in any way. And I think there's a great sports story that uh, uh, applies to it. It's Alex Smith, who was a quarterback, uh, just retired for the Washington Football Club. When he was at the San Francisco 49ers, he was struggling for a few years. Finally, had a, a great season, 
and was on the way to the playoffs, on the way to the Super Bowl. All these great things were happening, and then he gets hurt in the middle of the year. And Colin Kaepernick comes in, and, it's, and he's, he's, he's his sub. And so now Alex Smith has two choices. He can either just go and take care of himself and leave the team alone, or he can be a great teammate and, and help uh, Cap do what he needs to do to be Because Kaepernick was playing well. Yeah. Well, what happened was Kaepernick was playing well, and, and, and his greatest coach, according to Harbaugh, who was the team coach, was Alex Smith. So Alex Smith coached Kaepernick up. He coached his competition up. And you have to understand this in the perspective of an NFL quarterback. You obviously do. There's only so many positions. It's a it is a finite number of positions. Totally in, finite. In totally finite. And so, if, but if you view it that way, the, the reaction will be, well, I can't help this guy out. We're competing for the same job. But that's not what Smith did. What Alex did was he coached Kaepernick up. The team ends up making the Super Bowl that year. And, it, and a lot of credit went to Smith. So now you go, all right, it's time to move on. They trade him to the Chiefs. And now he's the, he's the guy at the Chiefs. So he gets a little bit of a reward for that. And he, for the first time in... A bunch of years, the Chiefs make the playoffs as he's the quarterback. And they, I think three out of four years make the playoffs. So he's doing great. But what do the Chiefs do? They decide to draft a guy named Patrick Mahomes. And oh, here we go again. There's another guy that's about to replace Alex. And he does the exact same thing again. For one year, um, Mahomes is the backup. He's the starter. And he takes Mahomes under his wing, teaches him everything. And Mahomes credits him for being the quarterback he is, among other things, obviously, for that, that tutelage he gave him. And the idea, again, would be, well, gosh, you know, there's just so many positions out there. I can't do this. But he did. And what does he get rewarded with later? He gets a $95 million contract with Washington. So he had that abundance mindset. He wasn't holding that position for himself. He was free with his, his, his um, coaching and with his help. And it all turned out great for him. There's more, more to the story, which you'll get to, but I can't tell you how evolved that is. Yeah. Because as someone who played in the league, um, there is that sense of competition, and there's only one guy that gets to be on the field. Right. There's only one guy that gets to be on right. the field. Right. Um, and you're there to play. Understood. You're not there to carry a clipboard. No. You know, uh, and Alex had experienced that, had to take a back seat and to support the other guy knowing that if this other guy continues to perform, he's on his way out. Right. There's a guy that believes in abundance, right. sees an abundant life, knows that something better is around the corner for him, which it was at Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And after that uh, uh, stage in his life, there was another something even better around the corner at Washington, the Washington Football Club, with a massive contract that happened until something happened. Yeah, and so during one of his games, I think it was in his first season, he had one of the most gruesome um, leg breaks you will ever see. And he actually almost died in the hospital from the infection that his multiple fracture caused. And it didn't look like he would maybe, he, they were talking about amputating his leg. Yeah. And um, and he came, might not survive it. Might, might not have, might have died, and, yeah. or if he and the way to save his life would have been to amputate. And fortunately for him, it turned around, and and he he survived, and he didn't need to amputate. But at this point, it was all like football. Forget that, you know, it was over. But he little by little got himself back into a place where he started working out. Went to a center down in San Antonio that treat um, military personnel, yeah. and got himself rehabbed and 
his perspective was always that he already had everything in life that he needed. He had a wife, children, he, they were happy, he could run around and play with his kids again. So if he never saw the football field, it'd be fine. Because but he saw- But how many surgeries did it take? Oh, get to that I, don't even, I, I don't know the number, but it was a dozen or more probably. I think it was like a, a number of surgeries, a number of physical therapy, uh, you know, daily, all that work. But through the whole perspective of it, he never looked at it as a limiting thing. He saw his life as abundant. And what I mean by that is his abundance was his, was his wife. It was his children. It was the fact that he could play with them again. And, and he pulled the smaller, off- smaller, simpler things in life. That we all have. Yes. Not all, all of us play. You played in the NFL. When you I did take we all have that away. When you almost take all of that away, right. then you really know what's really important. Right, right. And that's when you start seeing as life is as big as it can be, as sometimes as big as it can be is in the little things that we yes. take for granted. Yes. And so anyways, the capper on the story is he didn't make it back to the NFL. And it is honestly one of the greatest sports stories you will ever hear. What this man went through to get back to the NFL. And the beauty of it was he was so accepting of his of his place when he didn't think he was going to come back and he was going to give it a shot he was going to let it rip and he knew that if he made it great but if he didn't life was great anyways and he, he made it and he made it he made it and he got back in the field and performed well um and then and then eventually retired right um it's a great story jack um alex smith um how can you not have the utmost respect in so many different ways for this guy uh, beyond the fact that he was an outstanding quarterback in the NFL for many, many years. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, you, you want to listen to. Yeah. With what he right. had gone through right. and him coming through the other side. Right. Um, and how he conducted himself in er at every stage. Of his career. Speaks volumes about yeah. the character, the integrity, the kind of person that Alex Smith is, and he's a role model, no doubt. 100%, and he has so much power now because of everything he went through and how he conducted himself, that this is a guy that we all can and should follow the rest of his life. Just because he's not playing football anymore doesn't mean he doesn't have great things to offer to this world. He, the way he conducted himself shows that he has so much to offer. The best is yet to come for him. I'll bet you're right. Yeah, the best is yet to come. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.